Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Well, we started a new series yesterday on the science of staying happy, and this first portion is very foundational. So we are going to be getting into a lot of tips on how to really begin to hack our system and create the right neurochemicals for happiness. But the beginning of this has been a review of what those neurochemicals are and why they're so important. And we need to understand each of their roles so that we can begin to hack our system in in such a way that we can build what I always call a success routine so that we're constantly producing these positive neurochemicals instead of the negative ones. Okay, and it's it's worth mentioning, and I, I may have mentioned it yesterday, that when we are high in cortisol, which is a stress hormone and many of the other stress hormones, then it tends to suppress or oppress these positive ones. And one good example is serotonin, um, and the serotonin is the one that the um, you know therapists always worry about, and that's the reason that they end up prescribing antidepressants is, is to help you produce serotonin. But oftentimes, the artificial production of serotonin can be more devastating in the side effects than doing it on your own. So what I intend to do is um, not necessarily say you don't need professional help. That's not my point here. But is to help you understand how to produce those positive neurochemicals so that maybe, just maybe, you can produce enough on your own that you won't need the medical help. Um, But I'm not saying that you will or you won't. This is just a great education on the science of how to be happy. So uh, we ended by talking about dopamine yesterday, talking about it was the reward chemical, um, neurochemical, and it's reward-driven. And I I kind of uh, finalized on dopamine, just mentioning to you that, you know, that dopamine can be good or bad. I mean, dopamine is not really an evil in any way, but it, it can be if it is causing you to be addicted to things that are not healthy for you long-term. So addictions to, you know, um, anything that's intoxicating, addictions to pornography, addictions to social media, or the blings and dings of text messages, and, you know, just feeling like you always want that dopamine surge that's not necessarily pushing you towards your destiny, helping you accomplish what you want. So you want to produce dopamine in areas that are going to help you feel rewarded for the progress that you're making, for goals that you're accomplishing, for, you know, ticking off that task lists and, you know, maintaining the priorities for spending time with family and friends so you can feel great about yourself, you know, um, working on the things that that are going to push you into your destiny, creating dopamine for those purposes are going to be the most rewarding and beneficial long term. Okay, so oxytocin is what we're going to talk about next. Oxytocin is the bonding uh, chemical or molecule and it is related to human bonding. So uh, whether we're talking about oxytocin from intimate relationships with someone or just, you know, friendships, spending time with people we trust, um, those that, that are loyal to us and we, we feel safe around them can produce oxytocin. Uh, obviously, romantic situations can produce it. Uh, affection or physical touching can can produce oxytocin. So this doesn't necessarily mean uh, sexual or intimate. It can also just be, you know... Um, um, you know, hanging out with a friend or even, you know, a lot of the times when I do corporate training, I will do very appropriate 
touching because I know that it creates oxytocin, okay? So some of the activities might be writing on somebody's, you know, on a card that's taped on somebody's back, things like that. So deliberately working towards creating that oxytocin. I'm working with a client right now that's looking to rebuild their, their marriage. And one of the things I said, you know, look, scratch their back every now and then. Or maybe just put your hand on their shoulder and just say, you know, I do appreciate what you do. Those just just friendly touching, uh, not necessarily sexual touching, can create oxytocin. Another way to create it is through uh, prayer and connections with God, if you're a believer. Um, or if you, whatever religion you might be. When you are in those relationships with the Almighty, uh, the creator of the universe, um, that can create oxytocin because it is a form of bonding. It's a form of building that trust, that loyalty, and having that affection rewarded through oxytocin. Okay, so um, last one is serotonin, and then we're going to go to endorphins tomorrow. Um, but the serotonin is the confidence uh, chemical, <clears throat> and it's, it gives you feelings of worthiness. So anytime that you're doing something that makes you feel like a worthwhile human being, a sense of value, having a vision, for example, having um, you know a destiny that you're working on constantly, feeling like you're contributing back to something bigger than yourself, you know, giving into something that is is worthwhile. So it might be volunteering for an organization, or or maybe donating to an organization, or maybe being involved in a cause, or even in in your in your business or in the business that you work for, feeling like you are a part of that success chain. All of those feelings of worthiness, even belonging to a family. Um, it can even be used, again, kind of in a negative way, like towards gangs or, you know, things that, that maybe are unhealthy. But all of those things produce serotonin. So you need to challenge yourself often. You need to have set vision and goals always for the rest of your life. Uh, unfortunately, there's a statistic out there that many people that re- that retire end up passing away within the first five to seven years just because they've lost their purpose. They've lost a sense of worthiness and destiny, okay? So they quickly slip down into depression. And anytime that you are moving down that channel of burnout and depression, it's typically because you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you're creating a, a good purpose for yourself and you're feeling kind of worthless. So this is when people will prescribe things like Prozac, Celexa, uh, you know, Lexar Pro, uh, uh, Zola, you know, those kinds of, of, of antidepressants is to to artificially help you create that serotonin. But you can work on it to create dopamine and serotonin both just through your thought process, making sure that you are creating progress for yourself on a consistent basis, creating something and contributing back to something worthy. So if you are in a situation right now where that's not happening, then start, you know, maybe helping somebody else out or or offering yourself in volunteer uh, work or maybe just doing favors for those that you love around you. That's going to give you that sense of purpose and destiny that will then start to create that serotonin and reverse the process. Okay, well, we've definitely run out of time today. So we're going to go into endorphins tomorrow. And then after that, we're going to follow it with some specific hacks and tips and ideas on how you can begin to thread this through your routine and create an incredibly dynamic force of happiness that lasts and lasts as long as you keep your routine. So, Michelle Steffes with your journey to greatness through routine. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to having you on the podcast tomorrow. Please share this with somebody who might be helped and have an amazing day.